When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Timo Meyer is officially a New Jersey devil. Welcome right. to New York. Oh. Attention fans, this is the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to a very, very exciting edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You know that I greatly appreciate it always and forever. This podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored, as always, by our wonderful friends, over at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to get in on all the exciting action, including March Madness is right around the corner for college basketball. And with those type of events going on very soon, DraftKings is continuing to give you guys unbelievable opportunities to get in on huge cash prizes. So if you want to get in on all the action, here's what you do. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. You sign up. You use our promo code THPN. And as always, tell them. Thank you, boy, Neil Villapiano sent you. Once again, a big thank you and shout out to our sponsors at DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring the Devil's State of Mind podcast as well as the Hockey Podcast Network. And also, a big thank you and shout out to our other sponsors at Raycon. If you want the best quality earphones slash earbuds at half the cost of the other major brands. You go to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 15% off your order. Again, buyraycon.com slash THPN. 
And also a big thank you to our sponsors at Raycon for sponsoring the Devil's State of Mind podcast, as well as the Hockey Podcast Network. Yes, Devils fans, it has been a long time coming, but we have finally, finally gotten to the point that we all expected. Some of us maybe were doubting, but nonetheless, Tommy Fitzgerald once again just continuing to deliver on our requests as the New Jersey Devils, as of Sunday night, acquired forward Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks. And so we are going to definitely go into detail about this. I mean, I can't tell you how freaking excited I am that Timo Meyer is officially New Jersey Devil. We've been talking about Meyer for weeks. We even said on the last episode, just kind of wait and see what happens, right? We're just kind of having this thing drag on and on and on and just wondering, are we actually going to end up getting the Swiss forward? And that's exactly what Tom Fitzgerald was able to do on Sunday afternoon going into Sunday evening. We're also going to be recapping the last two Devils games, particularly talking about Dawson Mercer, who, considering how much he was involved in, well, not necessarily involved, but certainly uh, was the talk of maybe being a part of a potential Timo Meyer deal. Um, other than that, has certainly been in the news quite a lot for all of the good reasons. So, as always, guys, especially on this episode, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if you don't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You could throw down on all major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your bidding options feel endless and with baseball season right around the corner you already know there's going to be tons of opportunities picking who's going to win the world series to all-star game voting and so so much more best of all DraftKings is safe secure and reliable and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use our promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So I know that I usually go in chronological order of events, usually when I do these episodes, but today, I'm not going to do that because... Obviously, you guys are here for one reason and one reason only. Well, maybe two. Some of you like to just come on here and listen to my my lovely voice for a half hour to an hour. But regardless, the, the main reason that you guys are here today for this episode is the fact that Tom Fitzgerald, through thick and thin, found a way to get his guy. And the funny thing about Sunday afternoon was that I was actually at the Prudential Center when the deal happened, because I was actually at the Jeff Dunham uh, ventriloquist show, which was great. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I was at the arena of all of uh, so ironically, I was at the Prudential Center when the news came out, and 
as the day progressed up until we got, you know, relatively official word, there had been talks that basically the Devils and San Jose had talked a lot more exclusively. Uh, we were told earlier in that morning that Carolina was out of the deal, out of a, out of the sweepstakes, and that it was down between New Jersey and Vegas, and that Vegas made the trade for Ivan Barbashev from St. Louis. Although apparently they were still in on Timo Meyer, but again, it didn't seem like the Golden Knights were anywhere close to where the Devils were. So for me, honestly, I thought that the Timo Meyer deal was going to happen uh, on Monday. I, I really thought that it was going to be announced on Monday um, at the time of this recording, actually. Um, I, I thought for certain that that was going to be the case. So I kind of, I didn't necessarily let my guard down, but I kind of was just like, all right, you know, it seems like only a matter of time now, you know, it wasn't like any of us were going to be going, Oh my God, I can't believe it's actually happening. I think it was more of just, we're just all sitting around waiting for it to finally happen. And then Pierre Lebrun, give him a lot of credit on the athletic and of TSN was the first one to announce it. He announced that Timo Meyer had officially been traded to the New Jersey devils. And obviously all of us, <laughs> freaking out, going nuts, posting stuff on social media, all those different things. And the next big question, obviously, after the, you know, getting the reality that we were going to acquire Timo Meyer, was simply, well, what did the Devils end up giving up? And this dragged on for hours. This was not something that we got notified at the same time. Although, early on, after Timo Meyer was announced that he had been traded to New Jersey, we had been told that Alexander Holtz wasn't involved in the deal, and that Dawson Mercer wasn't involved in the deal. Now, Dawson Mercer in particular had been the uh, subject of a lot of trade rumors to San Jose for Timo Meyer. And, you know, San Jose had expressed interest in having Timo, um, Dawson Mercer be involved in the deal. And I just kind of had a good, I had a really good feeling that Tom Pichero was not going to do that. I don't think he was willing to do it. I don't think he was willing to give up any of his top guys for Timo Meyer. But he still, you knew he still was going to have to pay a pretty hefty price um, to get Timo Meyer. We also did heard, we also did hear, excuse me, that um, one of the reasons that the deal ended up actually happening was that the Devils, uh, over the last 24 to 48 hours, were much more okay with acquiring Timo without a contract extension. And Tom Fitzgerald spoke to the media and said that he feels very confident that a deal will get done at some point, maybe even after the season, uh, kind of go from there. So, yeah, the Devils end up getting Timo Meyer, and again, we're kind of sitting around waiting. When when the hell are we going to find out, um, you know, what we gave up? Well, we then found out that there was another player on the Sharks roster that was coming to New Jersey, and it was Scott Harrington, a defenseman from the Sharks, who, interestingly enough, has been put on waivers uh, as of today, but most likely I think is going to clear and probably will head to Utica tomorrow, but we will see. But... At around 7.30 on Sunday night, we finally got the official trade, which was really crazy. And it goes like this. The New Jersey Devils acquired forwards Timo Meyer, Timur Ibrahimov, defenseman Scott Harrington, Santeri Hataka, goaltender Zachary Edmond, and a fifth-round pick originally from Colorado in the 2024 NHL Draft, for the um, from the Sharks in exchange for the Devils' 2023 um, first-round pick, which is conditional if the Devils somehow got that pick to be first or second overall, which isn't going to happen. 
Defenseman Shakir Mukamadulin, Nikita Ahutuk, forwards Andreas Johnson, and Fabian Zetterlin, a conditional second-round selection in 2024 NHL draft, and a seventh-round selection as well in 2024. And the Sharks will also retain 50% of Myers' contract for the remaining of the 2022-23 season. So there's the, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You have a nearly 15-asset trade, which by far is the biggest trade in terms of players and assets, you know, picks as well, uh, in Devils history. And one of the biggest ones that we've had in terms of the quantity um, of people being moved uh, in recent NHL history. I mean, this was clearly not something that uh, I think any of us expected. I think a lot of us expected the Devils to acquire Timo. Uh, and give up a couple of things uh, from there. And we would only get team out. So it was kind of crazy when we first heard, oh, wait, there's another guy coming um, in the team deal. Now, according to Elliot Friedman, and I forgot the prospect's name, but there was another prospect that was supposed to be in this deal um, that ended up not because of an injury. And that's what actually slowed down the deal, why we didn't get official word of it uh, earlier because of the significance of the injury. So they had to go back and kind of not necessarily redo the trade, but kind of fix a couple things here or there. So at the end of the day, what you have is Tom Fitzgerald was able to acquire the top six forward he has been you know, desiring for months, he got him for no disrespect to anybody who was traded from the Devils for not as much as you thought that they would have to give up. Uh, I think it's fair to say that Mike Greer chose quantity over quality. I think he was looking to get the most he could out of any deal. And the Devils, as we've talked about for months, we knew that they had the ability to get a deal done. But the fact that Tom Fitzgerald was able to acquire Timo Meyer without having to give up Holtz, Luke Hughes, Simone Metz, Dawson Mercer, or any of our top guys is nothing short of a masterclass of a job by Tom Fitzgerald. I mean, that is unbelievable to me that he was able to do that. I mean, this is phenomenal. This is absolutely phenomenal that he was able to to do that. I mean, it really, really was. And you got to give him a lot of credit, man. I mean, he just, he has continued to do things that nobody thought, you know, you could do. And he has built this team exactly the way he wanted to. And he is doing everything he possibly can to put the devils in the best possible position to succeed. And you clearly can tell that the devils understand the window that they have opened. And Fitzgerald is, is ready to bust that window wide open and as a result, he makes a big-time deal like this, and it's phenomenal. Now, uh, interestingly enough, Timo Meyer is not going to be wearing 28, because that belongs, at least for now, to Damon Severson. He's going to be wearing 96, uh, which was his junior number, playing for the Halifax Mooseheads, which, by the way, also happens to be the junior team of the New Jersey Devils captain and fellow countryman, Nico Heischer. Now, it's really interesting now is that the New Jersey Devils have, if I can, if I think I have this correctly, four, four players from Switzerland on their NHL roster. Nico Heischer, Jonas Siegenthaler, Akira Schmidt, and now Timo Meyer. So, hey, if you happen to be listening to this podcast from Switzerland, I think you just found your favorite team in the NHL. Just a thought. Just a thought. But, yeah, I mean, 
Job well freaking done by Tom Fitzgerald, man. I mean, we knew that the Devils were in prime position to get this deal done. And it was hard not to feel like at times that maybe we, were, we weren't going to come out with this deal because of just how long it was taking and other teams jumping in. It was also interesting to see other teams jumping in and then immediately also, you know, jumping out. And you're kind of wondering to yourself, you know, what is, what is it going to take? What is it going to take to get this deal done? And finally, Greer and Tom Fitzgerald were able to get this deal done. And the great thing for the Devils is that they get it done four and a half, you know, about four days prior to the actual NHL trade deadline. And Tom Fitzgerald spoke to the media and said his team is meeting on Monday um, to already talk about other moves that they could potentially make. So the Devils may not be done at the deadline. But I think it's fair to say that if the Devils don't do anything else at the deadline, they've knocked the trade deadline out of the park, getting the most valuable and the most, you know, talked about player in the trade market right now, which obviously, you know, you know, we know the situation with Patrick Kane, yada, yada, yada. But Timo Meyer for the longest time has been the number one guy on everybody's trade board. And the Devils were able to get him. And so now you have Timo Meyer, who right now is dealing with a lower body injury, but it sounds like He's doing pretty well. Um, so I, I think it's going to take him a couple of more days, hopefully, and probably get into practice. Um, so I don't, I'm pretty sure we won't see him on Tuesday. Um, but I think we will, we will see him relatively soon. But I will tell you guys this. I will say this with 100% certainty. If Timo Meyer is healthy very, very soon, you look to March 7th. You look to March 7th as the first potential game for Timo Meyer to play in front of the New Jersey crowd against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And that, I promise you, on a Tuesday night is still going to be a raucous, raucous crowd. And uh, I'm excited, man. Now, some of you guys probably care, but most of you don't. But I wanted to kind of give you guys uh, an idea as to who are the other players the Devils acquired in this deal. So uh, Harrington has spent the majority of this season with the Sharks, scoring one goal and six assists in 28 contests. In 238 career NHL games, he scored eight goals and 37 assists for 45 points with 85 penalty minutes. He's also skated in 14 playoff contests, tallying four assists. Now, as I just mentioned, he was put on waivers as of Monday afternoon, and the expectation is that he will probably clear waivers and report to the Utica Comets. So that's the way that they look at that. Uh, Hataka has two assists in eight games with the San Jose Barracuda this season. He skated in nine games with the parent club last year for his first taste of NHL action. uh, Ibrahimov spent this season in Wichita of the ECHL, where he notched 11 goals and 21 assists for 32 points in 52 games. And Edmund has played four games with Wichita with a 3-1-0 record, a 2.22 goals against average, and a .936 save percentage. So that is what the Devils, those are the other assets that the Devils have acquired other players. Um, is there a chance that any of those guys are going to play for the Devils at some point? Maybe Scott Harrington. Can't really say for sure about the other guys, but the main prize is obviously Timo Meyer. And uh, I think you can't help but want to give Tom Fitzgerald an A plus for this. I mean, you you just considering what the Devils gave up, ended up giving up uh, for what Timo Meyer brings to the table uh, is nothing short of phenomenal. Um, Meyer, who's 26, um, you know, he spent the first seven seasons of his career with the Sharks, six foot one. 220 pounds, which we sorely need bigger, you know, 
bigger bodies in the lineup, and Timo Meyer certainly does that. Meyer himself, talking to the media, described himself as a typical power forward, which is something I think we need. He currently has 316 career points, 154 goals, and 162 assists in 451 games played with San Jose. So he is only 49 games away from 500. So hopefully if he's – and I feel pretty certain that he'll be with the team next year. Um, he will reach 500 um, games while he's with the Devils, which is actually really cool. Uh, his 316 career points rank 10th all-time in San Jose's franchise history, um, and his goal tally will rank 9th. Um, Meyer has 31 goals and 21 assists for 52 points in 57 games this season. So he already becomes the second highest goal scorer on the Devils behind Jack Hughes and just adds another guy with over 50 points. I think he becomes the fifth or sixth player on the Devils roster with 50 plus points this season, which is tremendous. Uh, Meyer has reached 30, 30 goals or more in three of the last five seasons with his highest goal output coming last year at 35. So he's pretty much on track to set a new career high this season, just four away from that. So he has been tremendous this year in a contract year. And speaking of contract year, I think that's definitely the next big question, um, which kind of brings me to like two big questions here is number one, what is going to happen with regards to an extension and or long-term contract with Timo? And what is this, uh, how does this factor into Jesper Bratt's situation, you know, waiting for his contract um, and going from there? So let's start with Timo Meyer. So again, the Devils did not get a contract the contract extension along with acquiring Timo Meyer. Uh, the Devils seem to be fine with that. Fitzgerald said that, you know, they're already working on it. They're already talking about it. So it's something that they're not worried about jumping to right away. And that they definitely want to see, you know, they they definitely want Timo to get comfortable playing in New Jersey, playing in the system, playing with all the players, and kind of go from there. Um, as far as what Timo could potentially make, a lot of the averages I'm hearing is between eight and a half to nine million dollars. Uh, it sounds like Tom Fitzgerald is trying to make it so that nobody gets paid more than Jack Hughes, although that might be a little bit tough because again, when Jack Hughes was signed to an ex to his contract extension, he was not at the level that he's at now. He's certainly worth more than what he's making now, which makes his contract now a freaking steal. That's really what it is with the situation that, well, not really situation, but that's the reality that we're in right now. And you still have to pay Jesper Bratt, and we still don't really know exactly what he might get in his next contract. Um, but I should mention this, that uh, earlier on Monday evening, uh, Tom Fitzgerald was on NHL Network and he said straight up that he and Jesper Bratt's agent are hammering out a deal as we speak. So it sounds like that there is the potential that perhaps a Jesper Bratt contract extension could happen before season's end, which would be one major hurdle that the Devils will have gotten over, which would be absolutely important. We've been trying to get a deal done since the summer. We haven't gotten to that point yet, but hopefully we can. Now, Ryan Novozinski spoke to Jesper Bratt after the Timo Meyer trade and asked him um, about, you know, the long-term deal and everything like that. And this is what Jesper Bratt had to say. He said, yeah, Brad said when asked if Meyer trade motivates him to sign a long-term deal. Getting a player like this makes a huge difference for us. Hopefully, even for him, a deal gets done and all that stuff. Right now, I'm just focused on winning games and playing my best hockey and making a push right now. All the things will get figured out somehow. 
as I've said numerous times before, at the end of the day, Jesper Pratt and his agents want to get a deal done in New Jersey. Now that you're adding Timo Meyer, and most likely you're going to get him signed to a long-term deal, Jesper Pratt looks in and says, well, I know I'm going to get a long-term deal, and I want to be here because now we have a chance for a long time to be incredibly good and have the opportunity to compete for a Stanley Cup. And you just look at the way the team is built at this point with the acquisition of Timo Meyer, and you can't help but think that why can't this team even go and try to compete for the cup this year? I think a lot of people would look at the Devils prior to Timo and say, this is a team that's going to get in the playoffs and a team that could certainly make a deep run in the playoffs. Now that you add Timo Meyer to the fold with his big body presence and everything he brings and his goal scoring ability to an already very talented top six, now you put the Devils in a position where they could be a cup contender in technically the first year of the window. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Devils over the next couple of days as we get to the Friday's uh, trade deadline. I would like to see the Devils try to make an attempt to maybe bulk up on the bottom six. I've talked about Bukestad, uh, also Max Domi, as well as potential options at the bottom six. And we'll see what things go with that. It'll be really interesting to see how they move forward with that. But again, for the Devils to do everything that they did to acquire Timo Meyer without having to give up any of their major prospects or even major talents that they have on the NHL roster now is just an unbelievably incredible job by Tom Fitzgerald. I mean, there's just, you, you run out of words at times. I mean, and it's just incredible what, uh, what Tom Fitzgerald has been able to do with this team. I think if you, th if you go back to when he started as the GM of this team to now, it's, it's basically night and day. It really is. And you just, you just sit there and you're just amazed, you know, you're just absolutely amazed. And so, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. You know, we, you know, it's like, it's like the song dreams and nightmares. You now you used to pray for times like this. And that's what a lot of devils fans have really prayed for. They've used to pray for times like this, that we would eventually get to the point where we would be good enough to have a team like this, to acquire players like this. And now we get the chance to, celebrate this type of thing. Tom Fitzgerald said it himself. Devils fans deserve this. And coming off that blowout win against the Flyers to then the very next day acquiring Timo Meyer, you couldn't ask for a better 48 hours for New Jersey Devils fans. And so, ladies and gentlemen, Timo Meyer is officially a New Jersey Devil. And I am super, super pumped to have him here. So I didn't know how this episode was going to go just because of, you know, we had heard about the Timo Meyer stuff. And, you know, as of early Sunday morning, we had not got any word that the deal was going to happen on Sunday. So you kind of were like, well, what am I going to talk about on this episode? Well, I shifted what I was originally going to talk about to the back end of this episode. And that is talking about the last two Devils games uh, that the team has played, which was on Thursday and Saturday. So we'll start with the game on Thursday night at home against the Los Angeles Kings. Now, obviously, the Devils were going into this game looking to try to bounce back after a really embarrassing loss on Tuesday night at home to Montreal, losing 5-2. to two. And so going into this one, much more um, difficult opponent, a, a LA Kings team that definitely is in a position to make the playoffs. I actually have a pretty, pretty good feeling that they may actually be able to pull off a UC Soros trade to get that top number one goaltender, which if they were able to get Soros at the deadline, 
Uh, that would be incredible. That would put them as a team to watch out for in the Western Conference playoffs. It's a very young, talented LA Kings team. And they showed it right away as uh, the Kings jumped out to a 2 nothing lead 11 and a half minutes into the game. Andre Kopitar and Victor Arvidsson got the goal. So once again, the Devils put themselves in a multiple goal hole. Uh, which has we've basically grown accustomed to. And most of the time, the Devils have been able to slowly but surely crawl their way back. And for a while there, it didn't look like it was going to be the case. It, it kind of looked like for a while there that the Devils were just going to... Um, the Devils were just going to have a lot of problems tonight. They weren't getting a lot of good shots on goal. And quite frankly, the shots they were getting, you know, just... Not making a lot of noise, but the Devils slowly clawed their way back. Tomas Tatar got things going, finally got the Devils on the board, getting his 13th of the year. Tomas Tatar, just want to say, has really been stepping up of late, which is great to see. He's only seven goals away from 20, by the way. So he's definitely having a really good second year here in New Jersey. And then, as only he would, Dawson Mercer, man, with his go- with a goal in his fifth straight game tied the game up at two with his 17th of the year and that tied it up early on in the third period and we got down towards the end of the third and you're kind of wondering you know is this game gonna have to go to overtime we'll see but then Dursey gets one past Blackwood really kind of a brutal one to say the least I mean that was kind of like it was just kind of hard like it was one of those deals where like you saw it and you were like oh like, why did this have to, like, why did this have to happen, you know? It was, it felt like a backbreaker. It really, really felt like a backbreaker type of game, because uh, type of goal. You wonder to yourself if that was going to be the case. And I made a mistake, by the way. It was, it was VTech, not Blackwood in net. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, but he got it past VTech, and it's three to two. So at that point, you're saying, are the Devils still going to find a way to end up losing this game at the very end? Once again... The Devils refused to give up, and once again, with less than a minute to go, found a way to tie it up. As Jack Hughes, throwing it in front of the net, getting a beautiful deflection in front from Nico Heischer, his 24th of the year, and the Devils, with just 39 seconds to go, tied the game up at three and forced this one into overtime. And in overtime... Dawson Mercer, he comes into the offensive zone, goes to the left side, makes a nice drop past the Dougie, circles around, crashes the front of the net. Dougie with a nice saucer feed, gets it to Mercer, who tips it top shelf and in, and the Devils come back for the 21st time this season and beat the LA Kings 4-3 in overtime. Mercer with his second goal of the game, 18th of the year, and the Devils get themselves the much-needed victory. And uh, like I said, 21st comeback win of the season for the Red and Black. The comeback kids, they just continue to find ways to win games even when they're not playing their best hockey. And that was a big-time win. Very, very big-time win uh, for the Devils against a really good L.A. Kings team. Again, obviously, you don't want to be in the position too often, although the Devils seem to make it like every game now, where you're down by a couple goals and have to fight your way back. But the Devils found a way to get it done this time, and as they've done a lot of the time. And it was just 
It was really great to see. So a big victory for the Devils to get their second win of the homestand. And uh, they go into Saturday night's game, last game of the homestand, looking to finish on a high note. Now, Saturday night's game against the Flyers was incredibly special because it was honoring the 2003 Stanley Cup champion, New Jersey Devils. It's the 20th anniversary of that team winning the Cup, and it was a special night. They were giving out replica rings. They had a good majority of the team on the ice being honored with a nice little ceremony before the game started. The Devils were rocking their white jerseys, their away jerseys, which back in, you know, 20 years ago, the white jerseys used to be our home and the red used to be our away. That was kind of how things were back in the olden days. It's not really that old, honestly. It's only 20 years, but still, um, it was a special night. It was already a special night before the game even started. And the first period, very meh. Very meh from the Devils. I mean, they, they didn't look very good. A couple really bad turnovers. You didn't really like uh, the way that the team played. And you felt like they were losing after one period. But it was no score after one. And then the Devils just took off. I mean, this was, without question, the most dominant win the Devils have had since the blowout win against Anaheim about a month and change ago in Anaheim on the West Coast road trip. This one was phenomenal. Jonas Siegenthaler got himself his third goal of the year to start it off. Jack Hughes with a beautiful breakaway goal going through the legs of the goaltender to make it 2 to nothing. 36th goal of the year. Jack Hughes only four away from 40 goals this season. And then Dawson Mercer with a sixth consecutive game scored a goal his 19th of the year, Nico Heischer, with a beautiful pass from the right corner right into a streaking Dawson Mercer. Very reminiscent to the Patrick Elias pass to Jason Arnett to score the game-winning goal in Game 6 of the 2000 Stanley Cup Finals to win the Stanley Cup. It was almost identical. Same type of play. And the Devils were able to make it 3 to nothing. And that's where it was after two periods of play. So at this point, you're saying dominant second, got to finish it off in the third. And the Devils had an even better third period. Nico Heischer coming up the right wing, sniping one top shelf. Goals in back-to-back games, 25th of the year. Nico only five goals away from 30. Dougie Hamilton scoring, just basically throwing a shot on net that just got through and got in. So that made it five to nothing. Jesper Bratt getting on the scoreboard, 24th of the year. He's 6th away from 30. And then Nate Bastion wanted to join in on the fun as he got a tip-in goal for just his 4th of the year. And the Devils finished off a dominant 7-0 win over the rival Philadelphia Flyers. And another big thing, Akira Schmidt, who has come up, For the injured Mackenzie Blackwood, who now unfortunately has been once again put on injured reserve. But he comes up from Utica, first start since coming back up, and gets his first career shutout. And that is phenomenal. As he stopped all 23 shots he faced against the Flyers. And it was an overall, for at least the second and third periods, dominant win. And what a way to honor the 2003 Cup team. They definitely had a blast. We all had a blast. That was a great win. Fun win. Devils finished going 3-1-0. and 
on the homestand. So another successful homestand. And they end up moving their record to an impressive 39-15-5, and 19 games over 500. So their next win will be their 40th win of the season. And so I think if you look at the last couple of days with the wins and obviously the Timo Meyer news, you can't help but be giddy and just excited for what the rest of the season and the future has to come for this New Jersey Devils team. And lastly here, guys, wanted to quickly give you um, an update as to, you know, how this week is going to go for the Devils. So they'll start um, with their game on, I believe it is, yeah, on Wednesday against the Colorado Avalanche, March 1st. So Saturday's game was the last game they played in February. Then on Friday, the uh, the Devils will be the Devils will be in uh, Vegas against the Vegas Golden Knights. And then Sunday, they will be in Arizona at the Mon- the Mold Arena. So it'll be our first chance as Devils fans to see the Mold Arena against the Arizona Coyotes. So, yeah. So the Devils have a couple of West Coast-ish, more maybe Middle West, uh, road trip here against the defending cup champs. Devils won the first matchup, one to nothing. That was our first major win of the season, if you remember. Then we take on the powerhouse Vegas Golden Knights. Um, we'll see how much different they look by the time we face them. We beat them in overtime in the first matchup against them. And then against the Arizona Coyotes, who we beat them in the first matchup. So we'll have three opportunities to secure season um, victories over these opponents in the Western Conference before the Devils are back home March 7th at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs in what could be Timo Meyer's first game in New Jersey as a member of the Devils. So exciting things, man. And by the next time you hear me, we will have recapped the NHL trade deadline and we will see what the Devils decide to do and how much different this team will look moving forward. But once again, guys, Timo Meyer is officially a New Jersey Devil. Devils fans, I got to tell you something, honestly. This time of the year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. And the typical ones, especially for me personally, is, you know, going to the gym consistently and doing things like working out four or five times a week, you know, all those unrealistic type of expectations that we all know usually never last very long. I've actually found one though, that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact in the same way. You don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change. If it's something you use every day, like my Raycon earbuds, Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point. So you can build great habits without breaking the banks. Some of the things that I really love to do using my earbuds is when I do intense workouts at the gym or if I'm just, you know, on the move somewhere. And especially when I'm on the go and I'm relaxing on the train or the bus or everything, just all the features that Raycon gets to give you the most comfortable and also the best type of quality at a very, very reasonable price. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon has definitely got you covered. And yep, 
Raycons start at a half the price of other premium audio. So you don't even have to choose between products. You could get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than what you would with some of the other guys. And I have multiple. So for me, I have ones that I use at home. I have ones that I use on the go and they all work the same way. And it's tremendous, especially knowing that not only are they premium audio, but I'm paying a lot less for them. And that is great. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now or pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. There's also a handful of really awesome features, and the two that really stand out to me are noise isolation, especially if you're using them to try to study or try to focus on something and you don't really want to be bugged. You know, the noise cancellation is great. I also really love the custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit. You know, you could shake your head around and everything like that and they won't fall out and you don't have to worry about that which is awesome i also love the water and sweat resistant especially like i mentioned before when you're at the gym so honestly this is all tremendous what what, what raycon has to offer and if you're ready to buy something small with a big impact you go to buyraycon.com thpn today to get 15 percent off your raycon order that's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN.